They did it. Y'all know that sound. Nobody believed but us. That's why we grown faithful. Nobody believed but us. Touchdown. You know that sound. Uh-huh. Tell me long. Let's go. Oh, oh, <laughs> Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Them boys stay hot, reppin' niners in they city. Take one, take two, take that life, diddy. Uh. Yeah. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. Yeah. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. We outline players up the chalk. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that Niners talk. Niners talk. Nitty gritty, this that Niners talk. That junk's still bumping in my headpiece. Nitty gritty, this that Niners talk. Uh, you don't like it, better take a walk Listen, I got these beautiful ladies on this show with me today They gotta unmute their mic Because they got the realms They got the, you know y'all just There we go, there we go What's going on, Peachy? What's going on, Annie? How y'all doing tonight? We're great uh, Oh, Peachy's great Doing good <laughs> We're both great Good, great, great is good Because this was a crazy weekend Of rumors, rumors, yeah. rumors and nothing uh-huh. happening, and I'm just like, oh, man, we got to do it again. Matter of fact, the rumors were so great and so thick surrounding the San Francisco 49ers, I totally forgot it's Super Bowl week. Like, I, I, I'm like, why is the NFL sending me news about a game? Like, what's going on? Like, I totally forgot that the Super Bowl hasn't been played yet, and I'm ready to get to this offseason so we can make some moves. Uh, <laughs> but before we get this show started, let's go ahead and kick off these formalities real quick. Listen, if you're on Facebook, make sure you give us a like and a follow on Facebook at Nitty Gritty Niners, spelled all the way out. You can also follow us on Twitter. That's at Nitty Gritty, the number nine, E-R-S. And you can also follow us on Instagram. At that nitty gritty Niners. And listen, go ahead and follow Annie on her Instagram. That's at NFC Niners. She's going to be reporting to you all the rumors, all the latest news, all that good stuff. So make sure you go ahead and give her a follow. I got to make sure I make put that in the writing. And while you're here, subscribe to us on YouTube. We have our own YouTube channel. So while you're there, please go ahead, smash that like button. Make sure it's a thumbs up, not a thumbs down. We truly appreciate it. And go ahead and leave some comments there too as well. You see people respond to your comments. I don't know if y'all read the responses, but sometimes my emails be like, yo, we going sick in the comment section. To everybody listening to us on your favorite podcast, make sure you go to anchor.fm backslash nitty gritty niners. That's your one-stop shop for podcast Listen, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, and my absolute favorite, Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, go ahead and subscribe and select those five stars. And please leave a comment there as well. And for all your inquiries, if you want to know some stuff, if you got some picks you want us to look at, the draft is coming up real soon. Free agency is about to drop. If there's people that you want us to check out, make sure you give us an email, nittygrittyniners at gmail.com. Woo, we paid those bills nicely. I'm ready to get the show started. All right, so let's go ahead. We're going to get right down to the nitty-gritty. Let's start with the news. Annie, do you have any new news for the 49ers? Yeah, I mean, about a week ago, this was news that I was really excited about, was that we signed Jeff Wilson to a one-year deal. And they don't, we don't know how much yet, but I was super pumped to have him back because he was huge this season for us. He led us with, I think, 600 yards and seven touchdowns, and we needed him big time this season. So to be able to get him back 
I mean, I'm assuming we were, we were able to get him back for not, you know, too much, probably pretty cheap. So I think it was a move that they had to make. So glad they did that. That was the first move. And then a little bit later in the week, we brought in Corey Undland, Corey Undlin from the Lions. He was their defensive coordinator to be a pass game specialist. And I think this is a really great move because if you don't know, in 2015, he was on the Eagles staff when D'Amico Ryans was their linebacker for the Eagles. So they got the connections working there. And it seems like they've, they've been bringing in a lot of people to kind of like help him, um, former defensive coordinators. I mean, they had James Betcher that they brought in now too. So we have a lot of like defensive coordinators to come in and help D'Amico Ryans make a smooth, nice, easy transition. So that should be good for us. I totally agree. So, yeah, that's a great move. And then probably the last, the last piece of big news I think we all know now is that Matthew Stafford is on the Rams. So, um, yeah, they overpaid big time. They gave up, I think it was two firsts and a third and Jared Goff. And they, they were desperate to get rid of his contract. So that, I mean, they got Matthew Stafford, but basically what we learned is that the Rams don't have too bright of a future when it comes to picking in the first round. That is correct. I'm I'm not sure the Rams give two flying cares about having a future. Like I think they're all about win now mode, and a lot of teams in the NFL are in that win now mode. You know, I feel like that future stuff is old school football, and I think a lot of teams you're going to see a lot of teams when they don't have you know, especially that that franchise quarterback when they can afford to make those type of you know moves or whatever. You're going to see them make crazy moves or whatnot, trying to get themselves established. There's one team I know that don't make those kind of crazy moves, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. I tell you what, they won't budge. They are so they are we are cheap. We I'm not gonna say they because I'm a part of we are cheap, we value draft picks, and I just don't know how much I like that anymore. I mean, the NFL is changing. Players are coming out more ready to play. You don't know if you're gonna hit on specific players in the draft. If you feel that there's a guy out there that you can get, that's going to be your franchise guy, I think you go ahead and make those moves. And before we talk a little bit more about that, let's go ahead and kick off some of these rumors because Peachy got some hot rumors for y'all tonight. I promise they hot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, you guys. Look, the first rumor that we have is really insane. It is about the uh, Minnesota Vikings put out a tweet about the for Kirk Cousins and the 49ers. And I know nobody doesn't want to hear this at all. <laughs> but still, it's still there. And it says they've offered their second and fourth round draft picks along with Garoppolo to the Vikings for Kirk Cousins. It says the Vikings um, also would like a first is what it says on that right there. I mean, everybody says, wants the first round pick. You know what I'm saying? Right, uh, now, right. Now before you continue with this, that is not the Vikings account. That is a an account with the Vikings. Viking Central. Sorry. So, so Sorry. it may be <laughs> fake news. We don't know. But Evan Massey uh, tweeted out earlier, 49ers still looking to make a move at quarterback Kirk Cousins. I'm told is a name to keep an eye on. If the Vikings are open to dealing uh, to San Francisco, we'll push hard to acquire him. Ties with Shanahan makes this an intriguing potential fit. So Evan Massey went out earlier this morning to say what he said. And now you have that Vikings Central uh, account 
saying, look, the Vikings are willing to do this, blah, 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 blah. Now, we don't know how much is fake. That's why we call it a rumor, but it's out there. And I tweeted yesterday. I said the only quarterbacks the 49ers are probably willing to trade for, Kirk Cousins, number one, Sam Darnold, number two, and I don't even know who my number three was. Like, I forgot. But I put him in there. And it's just because of the ties. Like, how do you guys feel about that? Like, the ties to Kirk Cousins and Kyle Shanahan. It's upsetting because you see the great quarterbacks that we could get, and then you know that Kyle has his heart set on Kirk Cousins, and you're like, uh-huh. what does he see in him? I mean, he just he just looks like Jimmy to me. So I don't really understand what the upgrade would be. And if right. we were to give away a first-round draft pick for Kirk Cousins – that's just I have no idea what, what they'd be thinking there. So I would, quit, I would quit being a fan, I, like I would. Yeah, I feel like I, I would quit being a fan for a season, yeah. just like sometimes players quit playing. I would quit. Right. I would give it up for one whole season. I would give it up and just uh, I don't know. I'll do something. I'll play golf on Sundays or something. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but it's out there and it's out there because of the ties. You guys said, what does Kyle see in Kirk Cousins? Look, he drafted him. Hey, like that, that's a guy Kyle Shanahan handpicked. The team picked RG, uh, RG3, mm-hmm. and Kyle's like, and he went and drafted another quarterback in the third round. And there's something about Kyle wanting these quarterbacks to win in the third round. Listen, I know we say Kirk Cousins isn't an upgrade, but he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, hear me out. I know his, I know he can't win games. Now, he played in Washington. And he's been to the playoffs in Minnesota. Matter of fact, we beat them. Uh, would you say Jimmy Garoppolo beat them, or would you say Raheem Mostert beat them? I'm I'm curious to know. Oh, I'd probably say Raheem Mostert. Beat okay, them. okay, Mostert so, definitely. So he lost to Raheem the dream, oh, right? Didn't Kevin Coleman have a big game that day? Uh, I, I I thought Mahomes, I thought Mostert had the huge game in the play. Matter of fact, Coleman did have a big game. Didn't he get hurt in that game? Yeah, he got hurt in the yeah. championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I, all I'm saying is, I think Kirk Cousins is just a, a hair fracture of an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I will give Jimmy this. Jimmy can win some games. Mm-hmm. But how much of the winning do we put on Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, I don't know. I, I don't understand. I know he's 24 and 8. But how many of those 24 and, and, and wins did he actually go down there and win? I, I got one or two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do, you don't put much of the wins on Jimmy, and I get like I'll listen to like radio shows, and they'll be like, "Jimmy wins." Like, you can't get rid of Jimmy. Jimmy wins, and I'm like, uh, "Jimmy doesn't win." Like, Raheem Mostert wins with his like four touchdowns. So, but if you get thank you, Andy, is like a hair better. It's just a hair. I mean, what are you gonna give away? To I wouldn't get give away one hair home. better. Like, I, I, I wouldn't give it for. But here's the thing, Kyle always gets his guy. Yeah. Brian Hoyer, <sighs> he just he just always gets his guy, and I we don't at this point I don't even know who Kyle's guy is. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> I, I thought Jimmy was the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Kyle really didn't want to trade for Jimmy, and John went ahead and did the thing. I don't know. This is not bashing Jimmy Garoppolo right now. This is just saying like these rumors are out there. So so Jimmy's going to be talked about until he's either deemed the quarterback for the 49ers or he's not like we, we we're gonna have to consistently talk about this and i know it's people don't want to hear it but it is what it is you know uh we do know jimmy's stats third down he was an assassin on third down 2019 assassin got it 2020 
Didn't play much. Can't call him an assassin anymore if you're not playing much. You can say his pass was good, but that was the pass. Like, at some point, don't we got to move forward? Like, aren't we looking to get better? And how come no one... I have a question for you, too. How come, or why come, that's what we say, why come from the South, do, don't anyone factor in the fact that defenses have gotten better over the over the last couple of years? Am I the only one that's wrong for factoring that? Well, that Might have figured out, Jimmy? Like, school me, right. please. No, you're, uh, you're, you're absolutely right on that. Defenses have figured out what we do. You know what's crazy? The uh, Seattle is actually in that same predicament right now with what they have going on, which is why they changed off to um, offensive coordinators because D, uh, Debo, DK Metcalf, sorry about that, Debo, um, made a comment about defenses figuring out what they were doing. And that's what I feel like is going on with the 49ers as far as our offense goes. The defenses have figured it out, Jimmy. They they have figured him out. And all I got to say about that is that when that happens, you have to change. You, you just have to change. Um, he's become very predictable. And that's a scary thing in this NFL. <laughs> you cannot be predictable. You I want to know. I want to know from everybody the four games. I got Steelers and I got the Saints. Yeah, Saints. And then you can school me, Callie, to the other two, but I got the Steelers and the Saints. You can possibly say Washington, but he didn't do it in Washington. Like no one did it. Like it was a it was a Richie James night. <laughs> like mm-hmm. like he had a big play and we somehow won that game all on field goals. But I want to know what four games. I'm telling you two: Pittsburgh at home. And the Saints on the road. Those are the two games. And 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 Robbie Gold won that Saints game. But all I'm Jimmy put us in the position. Those are the two games I can really say that he actually yeah, kind of did what he had to do. Maybe the, oh. maybe the Rams game with the two third and sixteens. That that was yeah. I, that Jimmy was. on third down was electric in in, in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was that electric. Was Callie says both Arizona games. Now one of those throws was to uh, our guy. Jeff Wilson Jr., the one you're happy. So I, I could give him that. I'm trying to think of the last one. Um, he had a really good game against Seattle. Mm. I mean, he, he has yeah. some pretty he has some pretty good stats in the Seattle game. I mean, I can think of games where he played solid, like really solid that helped us, kept us in the running, but like in terms of him, like actually like Put getting us there, and he's why we won. There's not many. Yeah, Jim's saying, don't forget he threw. Now, two of those interceptions, Jim, were from one for, off of Debo, one off of Mostert, uh-huh. I believe. Whoever the running backs were, you know, the breeder, one of the running backs, right. the ball, two of those were off of tip passes because the running backs, somebody couldn't <laughs> catch. So I'm, I'm not going to put that. I, I would say he had one in that game. I would say, but he led us to win that game. If that that didn't Dante Pettis win that game? Jimmy to Dante, if I'm not mistaken. Go figure, right? It was Breida. See? See, you knew what I was talking about. Thank you. And that was the last time Breida saw the field, too, buddy. <laughs> he got hurt, and then after that, it was just a wrap, man. It was a wrap. Listen, guys, if we don't get to your comments, don't mind us. We got a whole show planned, and we only got an hour to do it. So we're, we're scrolling, we're looking, we're trying. I, I promise we're going to get to some of your comments. I promise. All right, any more rumors, uh, Peachy, before we move on and get this show cracking? 
So on the other end of that spectrum, there was something that appeared on ESPN today. The conversation that was had by Chris Mortensen, I believe, I might call him Mort, so I don't ever remember what his name is. Where he was talking (laughs) that the 49ers um, do have heavy interest in Watson. So that should make a lot of you guys feel feel really good to know that they definitely have interest uh sorry heavy interest in trading for Watson all right Annie Chris Mortensen has said it are you believing any of this like this rumor I think I'm not gonna believe it because I learned a big lesson this past week I was really I was saying to everyone wait it depends on who said it though Annie like who was the source so you got I'm not we're not blowing up anybody's spot but this is Chris Mortensen on NFL Network. He was on national TV. I didn't hear anybody on national TV talk yeah. about Matthew Stafford. Yeah, and the only person ESPN. I heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the only I also heard. I think Mike Garofolo was the one this past week who said mm-hmm. they're going to keep Jimmy. So I mean, right. if it's national television, it's a little bit more credible. But I just have a hard time believing it. I mean, we were literally people were like, "We're getting Matthew Stafford in a couple of hours. Like it's happening." And then it's like, he's going to the Rams. So I just think it's, you got to wait it out. I mean, I that's don't know. Fair. That's fair. That's 100% fair. PG, your thoughts before I spill my beans? <laughs> I um, I got you um, on what Annie's saying. I do understand that. But I would, more, more seems to have a lot of sources. I don't doubt that the 49ers are completely interested in getting Watson because who's not at this point. Mm-hmm. And all he said was that there was heavy interest and in I'm sure the 49ers have already reached out to the Texans to kind of get an idea. Kyle having ties. Um, I actually tweeted this Kyle having ties to the Texans is going to help out Nick Casario having ties to Garoppolo. Somebody had brought up um, on one of the shows I was listening to today where sometimes it's just all about relationships. It's just all about relationships that you have. So I really feel like with Kyle still having a bunch of ties to the Texans, um, it wouldn't surprise me if they haven't already reached out to them to at least, you know, kind of fill them out and kind of see what's what. So that's just how I feel about it. And I respect both of your opinions. Here's how I feel about it. You can respect it or disrespect it. I just, you know me, I don't care. Look, it's on NFL Network. And if Mike Garofalo said that it wasn't going to happen with Matthew and Morton is saying there's heavy, you guys aren't paying attention to the adjective in front of the, of the verb. Like there's heavy interest, heavy. So I'm not saying this is going down. I'm just saying, Hmm, maybe this is where John Lynch was coming from all along. Now I'm going to put this disclaimer out here. If Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback for the 49ers in 2020, I'm all in. I'm all in on Jimmy. I'll go back to support. But don't get mad at me for speaking my mind when the team ain't coming out saying Jimmy is going to be the quarterback. And tw- like they're not this. It, it's not going down like that. It's not like they're making it easy. They're clearly looking to upgrade and they're trying to figure out how they could do it in the cheapest way possible because that's what they want to do. They want to hold on to some picks or whatnot. Now, I will say this. Deshaun Watson is going to cost minimum two first round picks, minimum two second-round picks, and two defensive <laughs> players, according to the Houston report. According no, to the Houston report. 
So my proposition is this, and I know I'm going to get trashed. I will give up two first round, three first round picks, three, huh? and Fred Warner. And that, and then I'll leave it at that. I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. I know I'm going to get trashed. Fred, I love you, bro. But I, I think coming down to the business side, I don't want, Fred, first of all, I don't want Fred Warner off this team ever. I want him to sign with the 49ers for 15 years. Let me just make that clear. I just think that that's the piece they're going to try to move. I know people want to move Eric Armstead. People want to move Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is the only player that's going to get this trade to go down. So I want y'all to understand that. Fred Warner won't be able to do it. Eric Armstead won't be able to do it. Maybe Fred and Eric. But Nick Bosa is the only player I guarantee Houston is looking to get because they're trying to also walk away from J.J. Watt. So what I'm trying to say is that's the only player that's going to get this trade done. If Nick Bosa is not in that trade, we can kiss Deshaun Watson goodbye until he becomes a free agent. And by then, it might be too late. So uh, I think I feel like it's just too much. I mean, if we have a healthy For a franchise, I don't know. I mean, we're talking about a franchise. Guy. But Bose is also one of our franchise guys. He's like he is, but he's young and there's no contract yet. Um can you replace him in the draft? No, but you can probably get another rusher, you know, to do some of the things. And it, we we prove we've proven to the league that not saying we don't need Nick Bosa, but we had a guy like Kerry Hyder. Now you could go back and resign him in year two in this regiment who got us no at eight and a half sacks. All I'm saying is there are ways to move mm. on. I don't want to, but we're talking about getting a guy that could come in. He's 24. He's 24 years old. He's thrown for over 4,000 yards except for his rookie season, right? He's getting touchdown. His touchdown to interception ratio was crazy. The only thing he does is get sacked, and that's because I believe that the Houston offensive line is 10 times worse than the worst San Francisco offensive line. And I just think here with a play caller, we're talking about a, 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 a one of the – Kyle Shanahan is deemed to be probably the greatest offensive mind in football. Sorry, Bill Walsh. But I'm saying – that's what it that's the trajectory for Kyle. If he don't get this type of quarterback, a guy that can break when the play breaks down, can still find a way to get it first, not just on his feet. I'm talking about keeping plays alive. We're mad at Russell Wilson. I don't know why we hate Russell Wilson other than he's a Seahawk, but if he wasn't a Seahawk, he'd be my favorite player. Hmm. Now Kyler Murray's coming into the league, and I'm like, oh God, these, these guys just throwing the run so well. And then we have Jimmy. Now, Jimmy, I like Jimmy, but we're talking about upgrading. Can we wait till next season? Possibly. Should we? Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. I, I think the 49ers find a way to do what it is they need to do. And again, I, I believe PG, on behalf of PG, Annie and myself, if Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback, he gets our support 100% until he doesn't. Oh, just, it's just the way it's the way it goes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a fun-filled show. The show, the name of the show is called Back to Back. And no, we did not win championships back to back, but we have a few backs that are looking to be on their way out. They are free agents on this 
49ers team, so that means they're free. They can sign with whomever they want. We don't own their rights. So we have a cool show for you today. And before we get into some of the prospects, we're going to talk about some of these free agents. Now, I have the free agent list, and if you don't know who the free agents, uh, the cornerback free agents of the 49ers, the main ones of the 49ers, we're not doing all DBs. We're just doing cornerbacks. Uh, here they go right here. You have K. Juan Williams, the nickelback, Jason Verrett, starting cornerback, Richard Sherman, the veteran starting cornerback, and Witherspoon, former starting cornerback, who started to start again in this San Francisco 49ers offense. And I'm going to keep it a buck with all of you guys. I want to bring them all back. Any thoughts? I, basically, our whole secondary is pretty much free agents right now. I mean, you do have, I think, mostly is a exclusive rights free agent, so he'll probably be back. But um, I don't really know if I want Sherman back. Um, just because he's older, he's slower, he's going to want a lot of money, he's getting hurt more often. So I just, I don't think it's really worth it. I would let him go. Um, your top two is that you need to bring back are K1 and Will. I think you can let Witherspoon go. Totally, those agree. totally agree. And Patrick, gotcha. your thoughts? Agree with her. So we look agree at with what she said. Sherman, due to the fact mm-hmm. that he's going to be wanting a lot of money, we don't know what Sherman wants. You do, you, we, we do know that, right? We, we don't know. He hasn't said they got to pay me. Now, he did say some things uh, that made mm-hmm. it seem like he won't be coming back to San Francisco to play. Clearly, he was injured in 2020. And since we're talking about Richard Sherman, let's go ahead and pull up his stats. Now, you can see Richard Sherman, man. Like, for the 49ers, he had that one good season. We're talking 2019. Sounds like a guy on the offense that we talk about from 2019 who had a tremendous season. And everybody wants Sherman gone, but nobody wants Jimmy Garoppolo gone. Like, I don't understand it. Sherman was hurt. Garoppolo was hurt. They both were hurt. But yet, we got to move on from Sherman because he's old or whatnot, even though people still respect him. And they still don't throw to him a lot. And I guarantee you, if he plays on whatever team, he's still going to be that lockdown cornerback. I don't care if they test him and he gets burnt five times right. a season. He's still going to be te- he's still going to be that guy that they're going to not want to throw the ball to just because he is Richard Sherman. Uh, but look at his stats. His stats were not great in 2020. As you can see, he only uh, had 18 tackles. Uh, two were assisted. He did have an interception. The interception was the first game he came back from his injury. So I totally get why we're going to move on from Richard Sherman. It only makes sense. He's a high-priced free agent. Matter of fact, he is the second most, he's the second rated top free agent at cornerbacks mm-hmm. in 2021. The second right. on the list. And speaking of the list, here is the list of cornerbacks. Now, these are some of the free agents that we have that are available. All right, starting with William Jackson from the Bengals. You got Richard Sherman, Desmond King from the Titans, Shaquille Griffin from the Seahawks, Troy Hill from the Rams, uh, Awuzie from the Cowboys, Brian Poole from the Jets, Xavier Woods from the Cowboys, Dunbar from the Seahawks, Rhodes from the, I mean, Dunbar from the Washington football team, Xavier Rhodes from the Colts, Ronald Darby from the Eagles, uh, Jason Verrett from the 49ers, Peterson from the Cardinals, Nickel Robert Coleman from the Eagles, Mackenzie Alexander from the Bengals, Kwan Williams from the Niners, Garyon Conley from the Texans, Brashad Breland from the Raiders, uh, or yeah, Raiders, uh, and Cameron Sutton from the Steelers. Now that's the list. There are 19 total cornerback free agents all right what we're going to do is we're going to go through our four guys we're going to see what they did this season 
And then we're going to see which one of these guys can be replaced. Like, how can we replace them with any of the free agents? Or do we re-sign them? All right? So that's what we do. We already said we're not going to re-sign Richard Sherman, so it's clear. Let's go to Jason Verrett. Let's look at his stats. Now, Jason Verrett played with the 49ers uh, for two years. He missed the whole 2019 season. He came in in the game and didn't have any stats because he got burnt on a couple of plays, then went out with season-ending IR on the season IR, and then he came back in 2020. And look at this man's numbers. I'm talking 60 tack. This is the best he's played in his life when it comes to tackling. Best in the life. Life best. 60 tackles. 10 of them were assisted, which means 50 were on him solo. Two interceptions. Uh, talk about Jason Verrett, Annie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, his tackling was incredible this season. I remember seeing number 22 flying across the screen, tackling guys. I was like, is that Verrett? Like, what in the world? But he was really the closest thing we had this year to a lockdown corner. He was incredible against DeAndre Hopkins second time around he only gave up I think 37 yards to him so I think he's the kind of guy that you need you need one of your guys to at least be a lockdown corner people respect him they don't want to throw to him as often he was great against Seattle holding down Metcalf in that last game so um and he also I think he's very loyal to the 49ers they didn't give up on him because of all of his injuries so going into this next season he should if he should be looking to come back to the 49ers just because of all they've done for him. And it's a great environment for him. He's he's their top corner, you know, when Sherman's gone. And so um, I think he should be willing to come back to more of a team friendly deal. And we should resign him. All right. And PG, should we resign Jason Verrett? Yes or no? Absolutely. Now, we did a poll earlier today. Uh, which one of these guys, if you can only pick one of the guys, which one would, does everybody want to sign? And you can see after 111 votes, Jason Verrett won. Uh, K1 Williams came in second. And then it was tied between Sherman and Akella Weatherspoon for third and fourth. So we'll just say that they're tied for third. Now, you got two absolutes. You got three absolutes because I believe that Jason Verrett is the guy that the 49ers need to resign. And I still think that they look into free agency as well as the draft to replenish some of the DB, uh, the DBs in the, the room. Uh, so I think they bring back Jason Verrett. Matter of fact, According to the top 100 list, they predict that the 49ers will sign Verrett to a two-year, $10 million deal, $5 million total guaranteed, $3.5 million fully guaranteed at the signing, so which means the rest will probably be made up in bonuses. And they think Verrett will be a 49er due to some of the things that Annie talked about, just having the ties. The 49ers took a chance on Jason Verrett. Not only did they take a chance on him, if you don't remember, Jason Verrett could not get right. He was injury, 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 injury after all his seasons in the NFL. Couldn't get right. Couldn't even get right with the 49ers that first year of they, when they signed him. They told him to take the year off rehab, recoup, get healthy, comes back, and he's the best cornerback on the 49ers in 2020. So I kind of like that. All right, Peachy, you're going to take Kwan Williams. Kwan Williams, if you look at his stats, now his best year again was in 2019. Now remember, Kwan only played eight <laughs> games in 2020. He mm-hmm. missed eight games due to injury. Yeah. But if you look at the stats, Kwan is a sure tackler. Now, I'm talking about guy can break up screens, guy that can locate the running back in the run game, guy that can blitz, guy that can do so many things 
as a nickel cornerback. He covers the slot very well, uh, and his stats prove it from 2019. His three years, his four-year tenure here, uh, he's been on top of his game. On top of his game. He has a total of three interceptions in his career, and they all came at San Francisco. I do want to say that I think uh, personally that the 49ers need to find a way to re-sign K1 Williams. Peachy, talk a little bit about him. What do you think? What are your thoughts on K1? Well, you pretty much summed it up, but the only thing that I will add to it is that he can also get to the quarterback, which we saw that that um, he can do, which was fantastic. His speed is amazing to me because he's also a flyer. He also flies across the field. But the way that he can get to the quarterback is is something special. It really is. Danny, anything you'd like to add about K1? Yeah, I mean, I think it was Richard Sherman. He, he spoke for a long time on K1. He was saying that whenever a team sees K1 on the field, they have to make a lot of adjustments. And for the whole defense, he clears up their whole picture and he just he's he makes a huge impact on every play. And so the the only thing that you can be iffy about with K1 bringing him back is his injuries. Um, it's just it's a killer when he's injured. He's injury prone. I think now at this point you can say it seems like every two or three weeks he has something. But um, if you let him walk and go somewhere else, I don't know. You really have to work hard to find a replacement because we did have Jamar Taylor for a little bit, but he tore his ACL. You don't know if he's going to come back the same. And, you know, they gave Mosley a shot, but I didn't think he did too well in the slot position. So I really don't see what your other options are going to be. And also the fact that he was injured a lot might be able to lower his stock a little bit. So we might be able to get him back on a little bit of a cheaper deal. I agree. The question is, do you want to back the fact that, yes, he's injury prone and he's older. So Adi's going to be breaking down more and more, more wear and tear, more chances of getting re-injured. But he's really great at what he does. They call him the shark for a reason. And I agree with Andy. I think the 49ers find a way to kind of get this guy to take a deal. Now, remember, the 49ers... He can go wherever he wants. So if a team wants to overpay for him, he's clearly out. Unless there's a tie there that he really wants to keep. And the top 100 also said that the 49ers, they predict that the 49ers will sign Williams for two years, $8 million, right? $4 million totally guaranteed, $3 million fully guaranteed at signing. So this is a possibility, and I think what they're going to do, Annie and Peach, they're going to use the injury part. They're going to they're going to mm-hmm. say, "Dude, we know you can't stay healthy. We know you can probably give us eight to ten games a year. We understand that. You know what I'm saying? So, can will you take this deal from us now? Like I said, he can go wherever he wants. He's going to be making some bread, and it is what it is. So we talked about Sherman. We talked about K1. We talked about uh, Jason Verrett. And our last cornerback that I wanted to talk about was this young fella right here. Now, he played out his contract. He played out his rookie contract. Akello Witherspoon uh, is a free agent for the 49ers. Now, all four years. You know what I'm noticing about his numbers when I look up his numbers? God dang, they're pretty consistent, right? They're pretty darn consistent. Now, I know what we see on the field doesn't kind of match up to the stats. I want people to understand that stats are stats. And what you see on the field is what you see in live action. They're two different things. I know people want to put out, oh, his stats say this. Yeah, but do you watch him play? 
And I'm not just talking about him. I'm talking about the players in general. That's where you kind of got to go off the eye test. What did they do on film? But his stats, 20 tackles. Now, remember, he missed some games this season as well. He also didn't start this season until the very end. He did finish 2020 with an interception. 2019, uh, he was hurt as well. Uh, He finished that season with an interception. In 2018, 37 tackles. 2017, his rookie year, 32 tackles. I really thought there was some upside for this particular kid. What are your thoughts on Clarence Witherspoon? We'll go with Annie first, then Peach. Yeah. Um, I mean, the 49ers drafted Akello to be a starter. And so when he wasn't like living up to that, I think it was a big disappointment. But they always kind of like kept that. They always wanted to keep that like faith in him. But when you see him play... I mean, you just see that he lacks confidence. He's not, you just, you question if he's really, you know, fully into it all the time. And I just, I don't think that he's a guy that you really have to go all out to bring back. If you were to bring Kello back, it would be on a really cheap deal, really short term, you know, see if he can maybe prove himself. But I don't think he's really a priority. I think you can find a cheaper option in free agency or draft a guy. So I don't think you resign a Kello. All right, PG. I don't think that you bring him back either. The only thing that I have to say about Akello, I will say that it was awesome when he was willing to do whatever he had to do for the team when they had put him on special team that he was willing to to play on special teams. That was really awesome. Um, but as far as it goes, I agree with what Annie said. I, I don't believe that you bring him back, especially with us being so cap-strapped where we are. I just do not see how it's feasible to bring him back. See, I, I think it's real feasible because he ain't going to cost you a lot of money. So I really think it's super feasible to bring this guy back for like two year, you know, seven million dollars, something, something really easy or a one year kind of like Jerick mm-hmm. McKinnon type contract like who or the one year Jason Ferrett contract. Hey, man, come play with us for one year and prove yourself. You know, make yourself useful. Make yourself more worth going into 2022. So I can see it being feasible. The question is, though, is he in Kyle Shanahan's doghouse? Because I don't think this kid is out of the doghouse. Peachy brought up a good point where they said that, hey, dude, I'll play wherever, coach, wherever you want me to go. And then in this season, this dude didn't want to come in and we get torched by the Dolphins. Like, <laughs> which one is it? With I'm confused. You have totally confused me. Are you willing to play? Are you willing not to play? So are, is your head in the game? Because now toward the end of 2020, it looked like his head was fully locked. I'm talking pit bull, mm-hmm. lock on the arm, grip. Like he was, he was ready to ball. He looked like 2019, first two games of the season, a Keller Weatherspoon, the end of his 2020 tenure. So I'm not sure, but I do think the 49ers need some help in the secondary. Now, they're going to look in the free agency, but they might have to overpay for a free agent. Typically, that's kind of what you do. That's what the 49ers do when they need help at a play, uh, position really bad. And depending on the market or what it is, they might just bring a guy back that they're familiar with, that's familiar with the system. This guy might like... Tony Odin might like this guy. Tony Odin hasn't gone anywhere yet last time I checked, right? So this might be a Tony Odin guy, and Tony Odin might say, Coach, give me Spoon back. He's tall. He's linky. He can play press. I watched this kid recover. I watched him play off the ball like Sherman and get back to the guy and make a play on the ball. Matter of fact, they stopped throwing to his side toward the end of the season. So I would be really 
shocked if the 49ers didn't offer him a deal. Not a lowball deal, but a deal enough to say, hey, man, we'll take a chance on you and you can come back out here and try to earn your keep, you know, if you continue to ball hard. Same way they did Verrett. Like, same way. Verrett will make more money this year for the Niners if he's a Niner. But if they bring back those two guys, I'm kind of confident. And then you still have uh, mostly that can still come in there and rotate in and out. And now you can draft a guy where you can build. You don't have to waste your first pick on maybe a, a cornerback in the draft where you really need to replenish the offensive line. So there's so many ways they can go. We saw the list of free agents. Oh, let's bring back the list of free agents, right? If you could pick any one of these guys on the list. Let's, let, me, let me find the list of free agents. If you could pick any one of these, we'll go with Peachy first and then Annie and then I'll throw a guy in there as well. If you could pick any one of these guys that are not already 49ers, who would you want to sign as a 49er? I would probably want to sign Desmond King from the Chargers. From the Chargers. He's actually a Titan. They traded him midseason uh, to the Titans, uh, but he did play oh, for sorry. the Chargers. <laughs> the Titans, what good. I meant. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was pretty good on the Titans, too. So uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. He's a free agent. All right, Desmond King, Annie? I'm looking at someone like Ronald Darby because if you end up without someone like Verrett, you're going to need a veteran, a a veteran corner in there. And he had a great year with Washington and he stayed healthy the whole season. So he seems like a consistent corner that's great in coverage. I like that. If I'm going to go vet, though, I'm going with the vet. I'm going with the veteran of the veterans on this team, not named Xavier Rhodes. I'm I'm going Patrick Peterson. And I'm going Patrick Peterson because he plays in his division and I would want him on my team. Not to say he's he, he's that great still, but he's still good enough. I would want him on my team to go against the Cardinals twice, the Rams twice and have him on the Niners. So if I'm going to bring a veteran, I like I like Patrick Peterson. Uh, I've always liked Patrick Peterson. He plays with a dog. He's a dog. He's a do- I don't care how old he is. He's a dog. He reminds me of Steve Smith. The wide receiver on offense, he's that defensive version of the dog of Steve Smith. You guys know who he is. So that's that's what he reminds me of. I like Patrick Peterson. Plus, he can still return, and we yeah. struggle and at that spot. So uh, I do like the Ronald Darby pick as well, especially since the 49ers wanted him last year. They, they were trying to find a way to get him on this team, but they just couldn't, uh, they couldn't get him on. All right, so those are your free agent cornerbacks, all right? Now, we're going to get ready to talk about some of these rookie draft picks and these particular prospects are the ones that we're going to talk about if we're picking with the 12th pick so we got six guys that we deem at nitty-gritty niners who can be possibly drafted in the first round with that 12th pick now some may be a reach but i believe these six particular people that all three of us work so diligently hard to watch film read do whatever fit this 49ers regime, all right? These six particular uh, players that we have for you. So what we're going to do is we're going to go uh, – who's going first? I forgot. I think I am. All right, so Andy's going to go first. Now, before Andy goes, I want to say that the 49ers have not drafted a cornerback in the first round since Mike Rumpf out of Miami. I don't even know who the hell Mike Rumpf is because I was around in 2002. The team really sucked then. But I don't even know who he is. So that, that's the last time they drafted <laughs> cornerback in the first round. Will we see a change in 2021? We don't know yet. 
So we're going to talk about some of these guys. So Annie, who's your guy? Is it JC? Yep, JC Horn. Right, so she's going to go with JC Horn. Talk about Mr. Horn, aka the son of legendary mm-hmm. Joe Horn. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, okay, so JC Horn, he is 61205 from South Carolina, and uh, he's projected to be top two. It's between him and Sertain on who's really going to go first in the draft as, as a corner. And so I think it's a really realistic option that if we had the 12th pick and he was available, that we would really look into getting this guy. Um, he matches up really well with big receivers. That was one of his um, biggest strengths. So I'm thinking of guys like DK Metcalf. We've got him to cover twice a year. So that would be a great matchup to watch. Um, let's think. I think the only his only weaknesses that they were talking that they were talking about was his uh, ball skills. He doesn't get a lot of interceptions, but um, everywhere else he's great in press man coverage. They said he's excellent when he's in man coverage. So I think he'd be a great fit for this team um, if he's available at 12. I think he. Really really got to watch out for us making that pick. I love J.C. Horn. When you're talking press, Mm -hmm. man, boy, Mm -hmm. they have trouble. Those wide receivers in college could not get around this guy if he played prep. All right. Now, he does. He's not an interception type of DB. That's Mm -hmm. not his skill set. What he will do is lay you out. Now, here's what I like about Horn. He's a dog. (laughs) And the yeah. thing I love about Horn is somehow, some way, the San yep. Francisco 49ers has ties with the South Carolina Gamecocks. Because if you don't know this, they drafted Debo Samuel, Javon uh-huh. Kinlaw, and Kinlaw put out a tweet uh, yep. about Mr. Horn, about Jason Horn. I can see th- this is this might be the guy. I. At 12, I absolutely would draft J.C. Horn. I absolutely yeah. would draft J.C. Yeah, Horn. They said he's, he's super physical and that he's like, I mean, you always see those those uh, DBs up, out there who you see them like holding and like roughing guys up but never getting called for it. I think we need a guy like that. We need a guy who's not afraid to be physical and rough you up. It, it, it's been a long time. It's and, and I'm tired of signing guys like that in free agency who don't <laughs> work out. Go draft me a guy. My, he's a pedigree guy. Remember that. He's a pedigree guy. What does that mean? His father played football in the mm-hmm. NFL. All right, Peachy, you're up next. Who you got? Okay, let's see. So I have uh, Patrick Sertain. Ooh, Alabama. We going to the dirty, <laughs> dirty South. Dirty South. All right. Patrick Sertain coming up, Peachy. Talk about him. Okay. Patrick Sertain out of Bama is 6'1, 203 pounds. And the coolest thing about Patrick is that his dad played in the NFL for Miami and Kansas City. Patrick Sertain was his name. Patrick Sertain Jr. is the draft guy. Said that he's best served as a boundary corner where he can defend the short side of the field. His size and length could disrupt the windows of quick throws to the perimeter, but also it condenses the space that he has to turn and cover. It says that he's best in a press man coverage scheme that allows him to mostly play man coverage, but also a small mixture of zone concepts in certain situations. So he's definitely perfect for the 49ers. He is perfect for the 49ers. I only have one downfall about Patrick Sertain. Just one. 
and you're gonna you're gonna be like, what? He went to Alabama. <laughs> and Alabama rarely, rarely, rarely played like come from behind football where their defense had to go out there. Now he did make plays. He, I think he had three force fumbles this year. Not sure. I don't have the stats right in front of me. He does ball out. And their defense hasn't been as great as it wasn't as good in 2020 as it was in 2019. But you're talking about Alabama, man. Like no one really beats them. They're like up by 40 like every game. Yeah. I'm I'm afraid he'll come to the NFL and then just kind of like kerplump. Now, I know Minka Fitzpatrick also went to Alabama. I know Trayvon Diggs went to Alabama. These are the guys that got drafted the last couple of years. And they've been absolute studs in the NFL. Um, but he's coming to the 49ers, and the 49ers need much help at that position. And I'm not sure he's the dog that I would like. Now, he does have the pedigree. He's, he's probably the best cornerback in the draft. So how do you not draft him? I don't know. I just feel like the school might... For the 49ers, that particular school might have a setback just because they didn't always have to, you know, yeah. they, they weren't tested is what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. as much as uh, some of these other cornerbacks, all right? So Patrick Sertain, uh, who's next? Peachy again? You covering Donnie's? Yes. All right. Who you got next? Okay. I have Mr. Mr. Caleb Fairley. <laughs> Melissa says he doesn't play like Ruben, right? Listen, he plays like Ruben, uh, but he doesn't act like Ruben, if that makes any sense. He doesn't have the same mindset as Ruben Foster. Ruben Foster was a stud. He just didn't work out mentally. All right, we're going with my man Caleb now. Listen, if I if 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 you want to know who I think is the best cornerback in this draft, <laughs> it's Mr. Caleb. All right. Now, we're talking about dog. Peachy's going to read to you his his rap sheet. Oh, my gosh. Where's Caleb's uh, graphic? I don't know. It's not up here, but go ahead and talk about Caleb okay. real quick. Okay. So, Caleb Fairley out of Virginia Tech, 6'2", 197 pounds that we have on here. Uh, he was a starting outside cornerback. And his scheme fit says it's schemes that feature large amounts of press and man coverage. So, it says that um, he played quarterback in high school. He began his college career as a wide receiver and then transitioned over to defense where he just took over in 2019 with the, with the Hokies. <laughs> Sounds like Richard Sherman to me, baby! Mm-hmm. Yep, sure does. Wait, wait. Not only did he play wide receiver, he's played quarterback. Now, here's his downfall. Caleb has a downfall. He missed the 2020 season. He he sat out the 2020 season. Guys, if you don't know about Caleb Farley, go look up his story. It will blow your mind. His mom had cancer. It was terminal. And it's sad to talk about this, but his mom had cancer. And he wanted to, due to COVID and all the things that were going on, he didn't want to jeopardize anything, you know, you know, to, you know, what I'm trying to say. So um, I think his mom passed away, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, But this this kid in one season, when he did play, shoot. Talk about dog. I know I like the dog and, and my man, JC. This kid is a lockdown cornerback. Mm-hmm. Lockdown. Press, zone, yep. doesn't matter. The only downfall to him, he doesn't have a lot of film. That's it. Mm-hmm. So do you right. take a chance on this guy? Me? If I'm Lynch? Heck yes. 
He played quarterback. I'll say it again, which means he's cerebral. He played wide receiver, uh-huh. which means he can catch. Yep. Sounds like Richard Sherman to me, guys. I, I don't know about you, but ladies, Richard Sherman clone, possibly out of VT. You know, a lot of people are going to want this guy, including whoever drafts number 10. So we better right. figure it out. Because if we're looking to get a cornerback, we're either going to look at Sertain, Ken, Kit Farley, or my man, uh, JC. So that, that horn. Mm-hmm. So we, we got... We have a chance to get one of these three uh, right. drafting here. All right, who are we going with next? Let's see. Next, we are going to go with Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah, we sure got a lot of pedigree guys out here, man. I'll tell you, <laughs> a lot of pedigree guys. Talk about a Florida State Seminole. Okay, first of all, Asante Samuel Jr., if nobody didn't know, his daddy played cornerback when he was <laughs> whenever he was coming out. If everybody doesn't know that, which I'm sure everyone knows that already. And this dude is sorry, my thing got stuck. Uh 5'10, 184 pounds. And what it says about him is that he's starting outside corner, they can also play in a slot in a defense that features plenty of man coverage. And it says that his scheme fit would be a man-heavy defensive scheme is what it says about him. Now, this kid, is he's fast. He can get his hips turned around on the ball. He also plays slot. Now, remember, we have a guy that's going to be a free agent at the slot cornerback. I believe that Ashanti Samuel Jr. will be a first-round pick. We're 12 might be too high. 49ers may trade back. Yeah. Resign Verrett, resign Witherspoon, and draft this particular kid later on in the draft. I, there's, it's a possibility that this goes down, but he's definitely going to be a first round draft pick. Now, don't be fooled by the 5'10. He jumped like he's 6'8. I'm telling you, he got ups. This dude got bunny bunny hops. So I like him. He's a pedigree guy. I think uh, Ashanti Samuel was going to be a problem in the NFL, just like his daddy was. And if you don't remember his daddy, his daddy liked to hit. He likes to tackle. Uh-huh. He likes to tackle. Sounds like K'Wan uh-huh. Williams to me. Bumper yeah. Sanji Samuel, he sounds like K'Wan Williams to me. He likes to Kinda tackle. Does. He can blitz. Yep. He can get around. He can play coverage. He doesn't also, he doesn't only play nickel. He also plays man coverage on the, on the sides. He can play. Don't let the 5'10 fool you. I like this kid a lot. I like him. I like him a lot. Who are we going with next? I think you're up, Annie. Oh, I'm up? Okay. Is this uh, Elijah Molden? All right. So, um, Elijah Molden from Washington. We've got another 5'10 guy, and he's 192. Um, and he's also um, believed he's going to go as a slot, a slot corner, because he's not uh, big enough for the, for the outside corner. He has great speed and length, but really everyone's kind of just on the fence about whether he, I mean, not speed and length, speed and agility, but everyone's on the fence about whether he has enough length and size to be good in the NFL. So it's a big if question for him. I don't know if I was a 49ers, I probably wouldn't take that risk. I'd go with someone uh, more uh, sure, like the last guy who could be a great slot corner replacement for K1. So that's about it. Now he played out in the what the Pac-10, I believe. Yeah. That's the that's the conference that they play out there, or Pac-12. I don't know what they're called. Um, uh, <laughs> Oregon League. That's the, the team that always kind of like wins, I guess. Anyway, I like his film though. 
Now, I know he he has some problems, uh, but I really do like his film. The film that I that I watched, I mean, he seems to be covering these guys in the slot. It looks like he's going to give up the play. And then that last burst of agility, that last burst of speed gets mm-hmm. him right onto the ball and the ball comes flying out. That that He does that almost 95% of the time. So there's something about him I like. I don't know if that's going to work in the NFL because guys are faster, like Andy said. Guys are bigger. Guys are stronger. Uh, but he plays with a lot of heart. Um, and I do like this kid as a prospect. He's not a pick at 12, but he could be a pick in the first yeah. round. He, I, I think. think- he was more. He was projected as like a late second, maybe third round. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Right. I, I don't see him a pick at twelve, but I definitely like what he does in the slot. All right, who we got next? We got a couple more guys. Okay. Um, the next one is oh great, my guy Sean Wade out of the Ohio State University. <laughs> I'm going to put my mic on mute. <laughs> His 6'1 weighs 194 pounds. It says that his um, base um, defense. Okay, so the thing about Wade is even though he's a corner, a lot of people feel like that he would serve a purpose better in the NFL as a, as a strong safety. But if he is going to be a corner, then it would be like a big nickel. It said that he has the length and athleticism to play man and trigger skills and size to play in zone. He projects favorably to multiple schemes, but defenses that utilize three safeties often feel like it's the best fit. So it seems like that he it's possible that he'll actually be drafted as a safety. He could that's switch what I read safety. about him. He can switch between say he's not a safety right. naturally though. So that, right. that's not right. natural position. He's a cornerback naturally. Mm-hmm. He uh-huh. does look like he can switch off the safety because of his uh-huh. coverage skills. And it, he, he would be an in-the-box safety. He would be like your Cam Chancellor type guy. Uh right. like that played at the safety position. But I also uh-huh. like him in the slot. And yeah. this is a guy that lays the boom. I'm talking to Sean. I'm talking boom. <laughs> like, remember exactly. that boom? Before there was the Legion of Boom, we had Goldston and, and Whitner or Hitner, whatever you wanted exactly. to call them. <laughs> this is that particular guy. He gambles, uh-huh. but he's almost always right on the gamble. Like he it's like he he can diagnose a play to where he knows where that person's gonna be. That's why he takes the gamble. So his IQ is there. The only thing is. His coverage skills may be lacking, but he definitely is Uh great on that boom. And if he's covering in the slot, all we need him to do is cover and hit. You don't need to intercept. You don't need to just hit the guy so hard that he goes 17 ways sideways. That's it. And this guy lays the boom. And I like his energy. And there's something that the the Ohio State guys, they produce DBs. Uh DBs, wide receivers that's just something, and running backs those are kind of like the three positions that come out of the Ohio State this is a guy you might want to take a chance now, he is rated to go in the first round I don't know if he's going to go late but he's definitely projected to go Mm -hmm. in the first round any thoughts, any other thoughts on Sean Wade I I really like this kid I mean, all I'm thinking of is that this cornerback class has a lot of physical guys Uh and I'm really excited right me if you're for a corner at number 12 and you can't get like your favorite with like certain or somebody, you've got a whole bunch more options that look like they're going to pan out great in the NFL. I agree. Right. I agree. Cause all they got to do is come in the NFL and do one job. You know, if you're great at hitting, do that now. So the question would be though, don't we have a guy like that already? 
Marcel Harris. Now, the yeah. difference between Harris and Wade is Harris gambles and misses 90% of the time. Wade gambles and misses 90% of the time. That's the difference. Like, Harris takes the worst angles I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. But when he has to go hit a running back, bam, boom, bam, boom, bam, boom, bam. Like, I'm like, yeah, man, just cover like that. Nah, him and more. Like, they take really bad. Mm-hmm. I know y'all like Tavari Moore, but he ain't great. And 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 they take poor angles. We're gonna talk about them safeties next week. I tell you right now, we're gonna talk about some safeties next week. Uh, we got one more guy for you guys. We're gonna go on and get out here. Thank y'all so much that are tuning in. To those that are tuning in, we see you guys out there. We see y'all comments coming in. We appreciate the likes, the hearts. Everybody on Facebook showing love. All the likes on Facebook. Don't know what our likes look like on uh. Uh, YouTube, but I'm sure that they're there. Make sure you guys are hitting that thumbs up button. All right, so let's go ahead and close this out with the last guy. Who we got? Didn't we go through all six? Nope. All right, I tell you what, I got this. No problem. All right, I'm just going to say his last name. (laughs) Sounds like a name we should be familiar with because the 49ers signed his brother, uh, Obi (laughs) Melifonwu, in this offseason to a futures contract, right? He's going to be on the 49ers practice squad. Now, his brother plays safety, hasn't really panned out a career in the NFL as of yet. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> oh, my man, BJ, look, diehard Washington football team. Matter of fact, we don't talk during football season because our teams play all the time. Diehard fan. That's my brother. And he could play some guitar. All right. Now, he says Darby is staying in D.C. Get the heck out of here. I got you, bro. If y'all can afford him, he'll stay. Now, back to <laughs> Melifonwu. This kid is a mom. He's the exact opposite of his brother. Plays the same exact way, Right. Big heart, big hits, great coverage. The only difference is he plays cornerback opposed to safety. Now, he has those safety skills where he's able to lurk and do all those different types of things, but he's a cornerback looking to go. I have this kid um, as one of my prospects. I'm not saying he'll be a first-round draft pick, but I definitely have him as one of my prospects to go. So he fits the 49ers so well. I don't have his stats on me as of right now, but uh, uh, Melifonu is going to be a baller. And if you can pair him up with his brother, just like we used to pair up, they're not brothers, but Tart and um, Jimmy Ward, these guys might mm-hmm. have some type of synergy where they can come in, just like you guys want to get Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa. Hey, let's go get these brothers. Let these young guys come in here, want to play mm-hmm. safety, want to play cornerback, right. have a problem in the 49ers secondary. Any thoughts on Melifonu? I mean, you could take that gamble. I mean, it's never you can never do anything wrong when you bring the two brothers together. So Third round, fourth round pick if he's available. I mean, you have two third round picks this year. So... I say go ahead, and, go ahead and stock up on that cornerback room, man. Give those cornerbacks someone to compete with. That That's the mm-hmm. issue with 49 right. You're running out of competition in there, and iron can't sharpen iron. So if you want Absolutely. guys great, you need iron to sharpen iron. You can't sharpen iron with plastic. All right, so yeah. go ahead and bring some guys in here that can come and compete. We didn't talk about Troy Warner. Troy Warner plays what? Safe uh Safety linebacker. What is tra- that's that's Fred's brother. Yeah. Uh, let's find out what position he plays. We'll cover him as well. Thank you for he played amazing and in the, in the bowl. Listen, yes, they did. Jim Melifon <laughs> Wu, and there's another kid. What's the kid uh, that I was talking about that played great? 
uh, um, in the uh, Senior Bowl. Oh, he played DB too. Tall, lanky. Uh, He's not even a top prospect. Uh, it was Benjamin somebody, wasn't it? Benjamin Saint Juiced. Benjamin Saint, Saint, Saint Juiced. Right. That's another mm-hmm. guy to look out for. Yeah. He reminds me of he's the length of Witherspoon, has the statue of Witherspoon, but he was locked down in that senior bowl. He does play safety. I knew it. I knew he was a safety. I knew it. It's possible. It's possible they they look at him because we definitely looking for safeties, even though I think they bring Tart back on like a one year dollar deal. Yeah. (laughs) The 49ers are going to try to... I don't know what they're going to do. I, we'll, we'll talk about that on another show. But ladies and gentlemen, those are your prospects that the Nitty Gritty Niners family has, has come up with uh, for the 2021 NFL Draft. We will see what's going to happen. Free agency is coming. 49ers will take a shot at some of the guys that they already have. I'm hoping, I'm hoping Peachy's hoping, and I'm hoping Annie's hoping that they bring back two of those four cornerbacks, mm-hmm. right? We're talking Verrett, and we're talking Kwan Williams, if that. But if not, there is some chances that they can take in the draft. Some of my man Ricky wanted to point out a comment about Mike Rumpf, and I'm glad he did. Rumpf came out of college with the hype that he was never beat for a TD his senior year in college. And if I'm not mistaken, the GM in 2002 bit on the hype and got burnt all the way. <laughs> 100%. Thank you, Ricky, for that. I mean, Ricardo, for that message. I don't know why I wanted to call you Ricky Ricardo. I just, I love Lucy type thing. I don't know. It's just, it's your name. So, <laughs> thought I'd do that. Uh, so uh, look, we'll be back. Uh, we'll probably bring you another show this week. If not, we'll definitely be back next Monday talking about positions. So I think the next position we're going to talk about for the 49ers is the de- defensive, the defensive end position. Cause I think we need to replenish that. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Definitely. All right. So we'll do defensive. Ooh, this is okay. There's going to be some defensive ends we're going to talk about next week yeah. on the show. And hopefully we have some some better news about the quarterback position. Listen, the Super Bowl will be over, which means that that free agency is about to be kicking up another notch. And hopefully we'll know some more things and we won't be hanging the Jimmy Garoppolo thing over our heads for much longer. Listen, we're not saying that he's not good at quarterback. We're just saying he's not great. At least that's what I'm not saying. I, I think he right. did well. No. <laughs> and, I, and I think teams figured him out, and I don't think he can do as well as he did uh, regardless. So we should be talking about Jimmy until we're not talking about Jimmy. Girls, I hope you had a great time. Everybody, any final thoughts? Annie, Peachy? No, I'm just – I'm excited for free agency. It's going to be crazy. Free agency is soon cometh. Peachy, final thoughts? I am also excited about free agency. It's going to be really wild. I have a feeling the 49ers are going to make some moves. They always do something that surprises people. So I'm not surprised that that's going to be any different this year. And I also want to thank everyone who listened and who um, commented in the chat. Thank you guys for doing that. We had a, a very full show. So we're sorry we didn't get to a lot of your comments, but we definitely appreciate you guys for interacting with us and comment in the chat. Awesome job. Awesome job. Thank you guys out there. Look, Sloppy says, looks like the Niners met with San Diego State cornerback Darren Hall. Look, I, I had him on my list as top 10. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I only wanted to do six people. Like, I wanted, to, I really only wanted to do five. But Malafon was snuck up in there because he had a good uh, senior bowl game. So I, I wanted to throw him in there. But we do appreciate that comment. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the Nitty Gritty Diners family, we truly appreciate each and every one of you for taking an hour out of your busy schedules to tune into this show that we try to bring to you each and every Monday. We will see you next week. We love you. Peace and so grease to everybody out there. We out. They did it. Y'all know that sound. Nobody believed but us. That's why we call faithful. Nobody believed but us. Touch that. You know that sound. Uh huh. Tell me alone. Let's go. Oh, oh, <laughs> Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Them boys stay hot, reppin' niners in they city. Take one, take two, take that like Diddy. Oh. Yeah. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. We outline players up the chalk. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this the nineties talk. Nineties talk, nitty gritty, this the nineties talk.